Welcome to Mogs TV Talk, the podcast where we take a loving, longing look at, t- at TV and tell you this week, the Australian Free-to-Air TV Network started their annual two-week Easter ratings break for some reason, resting all their big-name US shows and stripped reality shows like My Kitchen Rules and The Block. The hiatus sees all primetime viewing turn to repeats, meaning viewers will be subjected to episode after episode of The Big Bang Theory, Modern Family and MASH. Oh, hang on, they already are. Somehow it'll be worse than that. Malk's TV Talk. I am your host, Steve Malk, and joining me this week, a woman who is part of not one but two hit TV shows in Selling Houses Australia and The Block, who has performed at Carols by Candlelight last year, offering a nod to her history as an accomplished jazz singer, an accomplished author, someone just as comfortable with colour swatches and throw pillows as she is with designer dresses and daybeds. It's Australian TV royalty in the truest sense. Her Royal Highness, Shana Blaze. Oh, Steve, you are wonderful. I have to thank you for my Royal Highness title. Absolutely. That is all your creation. Thoroughly deserved, (laughs) and I shan't hear from anyone that suggests otherwise. You're beautiful. (laughs) Malk's TV Talk. But first, the news. The Seven Network have signed a deal to secure the long-term broadcast rights to the Sydney to Hobart yacht race, including the global live stream of the race's start. Now people all over the world can join in the long-held Boxing Day tradition of pretending they know anything about yacht racing. After having his contract not renewed by the BBC, Jeremy Clarkson may have one last hurrah with the Top Gear franchise as he is tipped to still attend and host what would have been called the Top Gear Festival Series in Australia. The live event, if hosted by Clarkson, Richard Hammond and James May, would need a name change as Clarkson cannot be associated with the Top Gear brand. Alternate name suggestions include Clarkson, Hammond and May Live, MPH Live or Two and a Half Men. The podcast about television. Malk's TV Talk. The podcast. Shana, welcome to the podcast. I thought it was a great opportunity to grab you in your spare minutes uh, yes. while you've managed to swing through Brisbane. You're here on a book tour, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, it, it's been an interesting journey for you to get into television, hasn't it? Because when we look at the way people get into television these days normally, if yeah. they're journalists, they basically come straight out of uh, uni or whatever, get cadetships or opportunities, dive in and do that. If they're presenters, they're diving in when they're all you know, young and have no other idea. Yeah. You came to it a little bit later later than most others, didn't you? I will say a little bit, much later. <laughs> a little yeah. bit? I mean, you're only sort of 22 now. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was probably 15 when yeah, I started. Yeah. yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, look, honestly, to tell you the truth, when I had, had started TV, it wasn't in the grand plan by that stage. Yeah. I, I actually was doing a few segments, um, you know, morning shows and mm-hmm. things like that. That was sort of the goal, but I didn't really sort of get there. I was trying, but it was more just to be an expert at what I did. Sure. It wasn't actually a goal to be on TV. It was just to try and get an expert in writing, TV, and try and be the go-to person. Yes. And um, it came around in a roundabout way. Well, more than a roundabout way. I mean, well, independent of the roundabout that you were on, <laughs> you managed to somehow slide into what is now a, a juggernaut for Foxtel yeah. uh, in yeah. Selling Houses Australia, just finishing off its eighth season, it's if you crazy, don't mind. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it look, we, we sort of hit about Series 3 and we went, oh, you know, maybe the, we'll get one more go at it. Maybe, And we just can't believe how popular it is. And like this year, and you mm. know, we've actually broken records. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is, it's crazy. And we just love it. So obviously... Obviously, something's ringing true with everybody, and um, we love what we do. And you know, we're not going to give up pretty, you know, pretty quickly. So we're hanging in there too. For the people that have been living in the proverbial, you know, unpainted cave, yeah, what is Selling Houses Australia about? It, 
it comes under that very simple banner of people struggling to sell their home, mm. have no idea why, and then we come in to really put it straight. Sure. In the complex part of it is that <laughs> you have a real estate agent who is very blunt. Mm. You have Charlie, the landscape designer and gardener, mm. who does the makeover exterior, and I do the makeover of the interior. But there's all those elements of the family dynamic. There's the elements of human nature. Yep. There's the elements of um, blinkers and complete blindness to reality. Yes. And people stubbornly thinking their house is worth more than everybody else's. And it, it's, I think that's what's one of the main things is that so many people can see a little bit of themselves in there, even mm. if they wouldn't want to admit it. Or they see a bit of their neighbour. Or they mm. just want to yell at the t- TV and go, you idiot, why? How do you think that? So, so there, there is a lot of things that go in there that mm. is a lot of human nature. It's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because uh, the, the kinds of houses that you guys seem to dig up or your, your producers, Our whoever researchers. is responsible for finding that, God bless them because yes. they've got a shocking job. Uh, just dealing with people who, on the whole, are just blind to yeah. some fairly glaringly obvious issues. Yeah. Um, in, in the process, it's only you're not there for weeks and weeks when you go to make over these houses, are you? It's a few days. It's a three-day makeover, and I get asked often is come on, how long it is there? Mm. And, you know, we've had a couple and, like, you know, eight series, that is, I think, 86 episodes. Um, I think there's maybe four that we've mm. done four days. But the rest wow. are all three-day makeovers. And, you know, we've got an amazing team. We work really yep. well. Uh, but it comes down to planning. Like, yeah. you know, we, we see the house anywhere from two weeks to a month beforehand and see it for the first time. Wow. And then we've just got to get everything organised. What I think people don't realise is that as we're making over one house, I'm designing the next one. Mm. And so half the time I've got to do a piece to camera and go, what are you doing here? And I'm going, which house are we at? Because I've just come from one. I'm now in this one and I'm designing the next one. So it is constant. It is the juggernaut, but it just keeps going and going and going. And um, it's actually really mentally exhausting more than what mm. it is physically exhausting because all the problems now are real challenges. It's not just sure. about changing the colour. It's not just about sort of changing things. And the producers always want something different that we haven't yep. seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sort of always think, well, there's nothing else left to do. Lo and behold, we walk into a house and I go, well, there you go. I haven't done that one before. <laughs> so that, And that's what I love about it. If I wasn't incredibly challenged, mm. no matter how successful it was, I probably wouldn't keep going. But the challenge yeah. of this is what excites me and the challenge is just what keeps me going. You've had... Uh uh, well, first of all, you mentioned the token males of the show, of course, Andrew Winter. The token and males. Token males. They're <laughs> butt jesters in the court of plays. Uh, <laughs> please. The court of plays. I'm so good. That's the next one on Twitter. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, Charlie and, and Andrew, obviously very talented gentlemen yes. in their own right. Uh, and it's, it's easy sometimes. Certainly in the early days of Selling Houses Australia, there was some criticism from the general public that, oh, you guys just swan in and you show yep. some colour things and yeah. Charlie talks designs and off you go. But it's very clear that, well, maybe Andrew not so much, but certainly you and Charlie, <laughs> it's too easy to give him stick, isn't it? It is, and he loves it. Yeah, he yeah. loves it, actually. Uh, you guys are, are all hands-on. There's lots of people involved. Yes. But it is legitimately painting and clearing yeah. and putting new furniture in and ripping tree trunks out and all sorts of stupid stuff, isn't it? And, and that is part of the process of the show also, is to show people that, you know, you've got to get stuck in to it. Mm. Like, nothing is given to you on a platter. You have to put in the hard work and the elbow grease. Everyone else around you is. And so it's it's showing people that you have to put the effort in 
and you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a great designer, yep. you know, I'm still there sweeping the floor or, you know, as some guys try to get me to clean the toilet, I don't do that one, yeah. though. I'm not cleaning anyone's toilet. We all have lines, right? <laughs> exactly. That's mine. Fair enough. Uh, and so as a part of this, that the fame and the opportunity that's come with Selling Houses Australia has led to a number of Astra Awards and yes. some excellent recognition for not just you but the entire Selling Houses team yeah. uh, and the other two guys as well, whoever they are. Um, in that, you know, there's been the, the show regularly wins yeah. uh, at the Astras. Last year you co-hosted it and yeah, I think it was crazy. the second year that you won Most Popular Female, all of this sort of stuff. Wow. I mean, how do you reconcile that with someone who had an interest in, in you know, interior design and yeah. really applied herself, became a mum in the middle of it, kind of went, well, I need to be a mum and do all of that stuff. And then, well, now I can get back into it. The kids are a bit older. Yeah. Oh, and a television career kind of appeared out of nowhere. How does that come together? Look, I don't know, actually. And, and, and what you're sort of saying at the moment, I, I sit there and go every now and again, I guess, how did that happen? Like, who am I? <laughs> like, you know, it's just one of those things is you don't really check yourself. And I think because so many things are on top of each other, mm. I don't have time to sit down and really think about it. Sure. And it was really only the end of last year, I sat down and my, my publicist sent me a whole lot of stuff of what I've done and whatever. And I always go, oh, no wonder I'm so bloody tired. <laughs> and then I sat down on a plane um, and I think it was like the just a few days before Christmas. Yeah. I thought, I'm actually going to go through my calendar in my laptop and go down and just write all the achievements and all the things that I did. And it wasn't until that moment of reflection that I, I actually got a bit teary. And, uh, and I admit it because mm. it was just all these successes that I'd never dreamed of. Yeah. But things that, uh, not actual things, but things that I hoped one day I could achieve in the fact that I always wanted to do something big and grand and however that came about, I don't know. But sure. it's um, it's one of those things that I think if you sit down and reflect on all those little things all the time, you, you get a bit up yourself. But I think it doesn't hurt every now and again to just sit down down and just go, you know what, I actually did that. That's mm. pretty cool. And then shut the laptop and off you go. Yeah. But it, it doesn't hurt to acknowledge the things that you've done just to realise what all that hard work's about. For sure. How, how does the block fit into this? Uh, not only logically now, yeah. but how did it come to pass for you? Because in, in those early seasons of the block, there wasn't the great parade of, uh, you know, the judges that yeah. we know now. Yeah. It was a, a little bit of a different thing and it's transmogrified itself. How, how did yeah. yourself, how did you get to be involved in that? It was really interesting. I I actually was, um, my manager by chance was having lunch with the producers, sure. you know, as they do. And they actually were talking about that, you know, they really wanted a female judge sure. because, you know, there was Neil and Glenn McGrath at that mm-hmm. stage and they were getting feedback that was just a bit too male dominated. Yeah. So they wanted to get a female and they Because what does Neil know? <laughs> 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 you know, only you editor in chief of everything. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, anyway, they just wanted to sort of balance out that. And my manager actually said, Well, what about Shana? And they just said, Well, she's with Foxtel. We can't do that. And he was like, Well, have you asked? And they went, Well, no. And so yeah. the conversation went from there. So, what I can tell you, though, is that I was in Darwin yes. filming, it, not Darwin, sorry, Alice Springs, okay. filming Selling Houses. And we'd just sort of finished, and I was going to go, you know, we'd all taken two days off and going to go to Uluru. Yep. And my manager rang me on the Friday and said, This is happening. You've got to get, You've to got to get here. Yeah, yeah. So, I was coming back on the Monday and flying out Monday night because we were off to another makeover. So I flew back, um, sorry, I flew back Sunday night, had a meeting with the the producers of The Block. Yes. And the whole way on the way in, I'm sitting there driving in going, oh, God, okay, what what can I say to 
make them think I should be on the block? What can I do? What can, what can I say? How can how can I make it different and all mm. that sort of thing? And I get in it. And can I just tell you, the producers are amazing. They sat there and told this me. Is Julian and David. Julian, yeah. David, and Sarah. Yes. Sat there. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. just gorgeous. Uh, and sat there and really told me um, what I could bring to the block. Excellent. And I'm sitting there and I had no one to kick. I couldn't mm. reach under the... And I'm thinking, they're trying to convince me that I need to be on the block. And I'm just going, oh, my God. So I sort of walked away with a bit of my head in the clouds mm. and had to go catch a plane straight away. And then it was a case of like, well, I wanted to be on it. They wanted to, me to. So sure. it was getting permission from um, Foxtel. Yeah, yeah. So it came down to that's when Bruce Mann was there mm-hmm. and Nicole Sheffield. So it was a case between them and Bruce was overseas and Nicole, being the smart businesswoman that she is, realised how beneficial it would be. Totally. Totally. So it was a, it was a big, you know, it, it, it was setting something different because that just wasn't done. Yeah. So I was, in, honestly, it's, I was so extremely lucky. And so that was a Monday. We didn't, <laughs> by the, yeah, by the Friday we had to get a yes because we're starting in set the next week. Oh, wow. So by Friday night, I still Gosh. didn't have an answer. Feeling sick, Fine. going, can I, can't I? Yeah, yeah. And then the next, um, you know, next couple of days, I was on steps filming another show and walking in, and the producers just literally just said, You just tell us what you think. There was no, yeah. Brilliant. So, in one way, they said, You just be yourself. And I went, Fantastic. And then on the other side, some people think, Hmm, they don't like <laughs> myself. But I can just tell you, they don't guide what I say. They don't tell me what I'm meant to say. They just want to hear. Yeah. The proper opinion because that that is the real um, uh, I guess the other hand to you know the two shows that you're involved in yeah. Selling House Australia very hands on yep. you know you're designing you're, you're taking yeah. objective views you want to increase the value of the property all of those kinds yeah. of things yeah. whereas when it comes to uh, the block you're entire responsibility, apart from you know some other things that are popping up now, yeah. is just to walk in, see the finished rooms, yep. mention what it's about, and in some cases they're cold, some cases you know who yeah. the, the rooms they are, Yes, and just, well, this is what I think of it for the market, for where it's yeah. at, for the, the location. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty sweet other end of the deal, isn't it? Uh, tell me about it. <laughs> Selling houses, I do my own hair and makeup at probably five o'clock in the morning. The glamour of television. Yeah, forget to touch up at lunchtime, mm. and then by about five o'clock, I think mm, I probably should have put a bit more makeup on that. <laughs> and then with the with the block, I get professional hair and makeup, yeah. and I can wear you know glamorous clothes. So you know, I feel like I've got the best of both worlds. Yeah. And I get I get asked a lot, which is better, you know, which which do mm. I love more? And it's sort of like no, that that's a bit of a Sophie's Choice thing. I love what both of them bring. It's been an interesting journey, hasn't it? Because the block is what ten years old now. Yeah. Uh, and and I know there's some big celebrations in that coming in in media in the, in the coming weeks. And of course we've got uh, Renault Rumble for, yeah. for nine off the back of that, and then another series of the block that's about to start. Yes. So we haven't yet had the auction for the current block no. triple threat that we're seeing on air. Yeah. But that's to come. I know the open houses have been tell. Just quickly, because this will go out uh, Tuesday, so really yep. relevant. Uh, what's your view on the finished product for all of the houses without giving sort yeah. of details uh, and stuff? Look, it's, it's an interesting one because um, 
I can honestly say that, you know, we have been a bit frustrated as judges on this one. Yeah. Because some have done really well and some of them haven't done so well and some listen and some don't listen. And I feel like it's probably a really frustrating journey as judges on this one, mm. which is fine because it, you know, shakes us up. But it, it's it's been um, it's it's been all over the shop in a little bit. I mean, all the contestants have really pushed themselves, but we've actually seen contestants, which I think in one way is fantastic, contestants really out of their depth. Yeah. You know, we've actually seen some incredible blocks where you mm-hmm. see everybody just like, like nail it, nail it, nail it. And you've got some couples here that really aren't nailing it all the time. Yeah, there's no vision boards and, no. you know, colour yeah. palettes and everything. Exactly. And I don't think that's a bad thing in one way because that's real too. Yep. Yeah, not everyone else there out there knows what they're doing. And, and this shows that it's – the block is damn hard. Mm. It is damn hard. And I, you know, I, would I do it? Not in your life. Because not it's, either. The, yeah, it, it's it's – what they put themselves through is huge, but at the same time, the pay at the end is is usually pretty good. So you weigh up those things. But, um, you know, it, it's been a really interesting block this year because I think it's just so different to what's been happening. It's, it's almost like it just kept going elevated and elevated. And, yeah. and I think this is a shake-up. I really feel like this is a shake-up block. It's it's pretty rarefied air that you live in because, particularly in Australia and America, it's, it's, they're, they're far more, uh, not forgiving, that's not the word, but uh, collegiate when mm. it comes to television and stars and shows. Yes. Like, you'll have someone from Channel A come onto the Tonight Show of Channel B and talk yeah. about their thing and, hey, catch it next week, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't happen nope. in Australia. And they're very guarded about their, yeah. their stars and, and, you know, particularly ones that are on contract like yourself with Foxtel and that stuff. Uh, you have the benefit of being someone that, that straddles both of those, given yeah. your, your involvement with the block and your involvement with Selling Houses Australia, which means you've got access to a broader audience, I'm sure, Sure, there's some crossover, people that are just Renault reality yes. addicts. Yes. Um, but a broader audience and those sorts of things. Do you find, when you have the chance to speak to all of us in the Great Unwashed, that the Selling Houses Australia fans tend to be more, hey, can you show me, or how did you, or they want to do that, as opposed to the block who are, what did you really think of such and such? And, yeah. you know, uh, the great, uh, um, you know, Alyssa Lissandra, they hate everybody, blah, 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 kind of, all that <laughs> rubbish, you know, there's stuff that goes on that sells magazines. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that the fan bases are, are that different, or is it, you know, hey, I've got this photo of what do you think I should do with this room, that kind of stuff? I think there's three. I think there's some that are just selling houses mm-hmm. and just go, look, I don't watch the block. Sure. Then you get people that watch the block and go, oh, I don't watch selling houses. Mm-hmm. Then you've got people that do crossover. So I think you get that that mix of what's happening, but I must admit that there's a lot of people that have watched selling houses from day one, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that they, they touch me on the arm <laughs> and say, we knew you at the beginning. You're, you're, you're our girl. And, I, you know, I love that. I think yeah. that's really heartwarming. And it's just like, we've got your back sort of thing. Mm. And I think that's really gorgeous. And then you've got the people um, who only know me from the block and have a different perception about myself and mm. think I'm a lot tougher than what I am. And, you know, as a judge, I do have to be tough because sure. that is the role. And, the, and it's not that I'm performing. It's just like I take it really seriously. Yep. And that's what it is. So, you know, there are two elements to the whole thing. And, you know, I will be soft where I need to be soft. But as a judge, I have to give it as it is because otherwise, what am I there for? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I think – and then there's people that see both of them that totally get that as well, which, Mm. you know, you see both of it. So you you get that. And it's the expertise of what I do in my other life that quantifies what I do in the the other one. 
So, you know, I think it's a real mixed bag. And as you said, I'm actually really blessed that both of them are incredibly, you know, successful shows. And I can be myself in both of them. I don't actually have to take, even though it's a different hat, I am myself in both of them. There's no change of who I am other than um, how I approach it. That's all it is. What What are your earliest memories of of watching TV? Like, what what role did TV play in in your household growing up? Um, I think TV was in my house the pure entertainment. Mm. We. Um, I actually saw in the the, um, the news just before that Hey Hey It's Saturday is bringing, you know, a big package back of everything. Don't you do that? Yes. I actually was brought up on Hey Hey. Yes. In the mornings. Okay, Before right. it went to the evenings. Fine. So. That's all right. We're talking that. The, the mornings, um, you'd get away with that. Yeah, but, you know. This is a Daryl Front Summers Free Zone mostly, so well, I'll let you, you know get away what? with it. You're the guest. You it brought it up. everything within that. I, I, sure. That was the sort of thing. And, you know, the TV was more about just... Um, cartoons. Mm-hmm. That was my earliest memories of what it was. And it's escapism and fun. Sure. It was one of those things that became a fantasy. But the TV was something you turned off. Mm-hmm. TV wasn't something that you had on all the time. Yeah. And you only had it on for certain times. So my great memories of TV is coming after school. Yep. Then going out, having something, something to eat and then going outside and play. And then, you know, the parents putting on the TV and you could watch half an hour before you went to bed. Yep. That was about it. And there was the shows you weren't allowed to watch and my brother and I would stand in the hallway <laughs> and, you know, Yeah, we're going listen. to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, you know, they'd hear the pitter-patter of their feet and everything. So we'd try and hear all the things that we weren't meant to hear. <laughs> Kids just get the internet these days. So oh, yes. it was... It, it was more the mysterious element mm. of TV. It was a magical thing. It was yeah. something that um, you had stars in your eyes about because it wasn't accessible. For sure. Yeah. It, actually, you, you've hit the nail on the head a bit with that, uh, and that is that TV was something that got turned off. Yeah. Whereas nowadays it's very much yeah, and programmed, particularly yeah. through the day and into the afternoon to 6 o'clock at night, yeah. to be that noise in the background. You know, we can watch news almost the entire day on free-to-air television now, yeah. and that was a rarity back in the day. Um, and the fact that, yeah, it kind of jumps around a bit maybe at night, but mm. it's still on for kind of much longer than it used to be. You know, oh, we're your... only watching the Sullivans yeah. and then it's bedtime. Or yeah. we've got, you know, a book to read or something. Exactly. And also, like, it's on, you know, you can actually watch it at your office. You can watch it on your phone. Yes. So it's it's so portable. And it's... I, I, for I, people I, that don't know what the Sullivans is, the internet. Look on the internet. Oh, yes. Good old yeah. day. <laughs> it was, you know, I, I, and I think... It would be nice to have a few of those moments back that people can mm-hmm. actually enjoy other things and see the creativity in other areas and then come back to TV and realise how special it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think those things are really, I think, quite interesting about TV. Given that you are running three lifetimes of work concurrently right now, <laughs> what do you like to watch when you have that moment to sit um, down? I actually, honestly, I still watch. If you so say many... Dance Mums, this conversation is over. Oh, yeah, and if you if you watch it, it's over here too. No, don't watch any of that. I've watched it under duress because I had to know what it was. Scared the life out of me. <laughs> How can a collection of that many abhorrent women be in one television show Yeah, look, I, 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 they're kids. Kids should not have that. You know, anyway, I, I really Yes, do. that's what, yeah, not I'm that. I'm the same. Yeah. Um, I like to watch things again and again. I'm a mm-hmm. bit caught up, you know. I, I can watch Sex in the City till the cows come home. I just love the repeats. Will and Grace. You're I such adore a Samantha. Will and Grace. Yes. <gasps> Me, the Samantha. <laughs> I'm Carrie. Oh, please. Please. Girlfriend, I know you a little bit better than that. 
<laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, yeah, look, Will and Grace. Mm. I absolutely adore Will and Grace. And then I get into show, like Game of Thrones. I sort of binged on yep. Game of Thrones over Christmas and good I'm just call. hanging out for the next year. Yeah, how good is that Love series just, And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's very... Um, Oh, what do you call it? It's very fantasy. And sure. very, I actually feel it's very medieval and it feels quite historic and real to mm. me. It's, it's, I love it. I, with dragons. With dragons. So dragons good. were medieval. I love it. They're on so all the good. shields. Zombies yeah. from the north, no, see, everything. Do, yeah, see, the zombies I get a bit scared of. I'm just, yeah. I have a thing against zombies. I can't watch Walking Dead. So not a dead. Walking Dead fan. No, everyone loves it and I'm sure it's amazing, but mm. I, just, I just can't do the zombie I commend thing. it to you. Yeah. Just had season five finished. Yeah. And, and the, it is. Is the way I categorise it is it's a relationship drama with zombies, right? Because it is really about Rick and that that core group of. Oh, one of them people. has a name, does he? All of them oh, have names. Have names. Wow. Yeah, they've always been nameless to me. Please, they're just like zombies. You disgust me. <laughs> have you dallied at all with the, this, particularly with your mobile life? Yeah. The, these subscription video services that are, are reasonably new this year. I just don't have the time. Mm. And when I'm on the road, I, I'm writing articles. I'm actually catching up on client work and things like that. So what I do, I actually record it and then come home and, and just sit, I reckon, for four or five hours yep. and, and just, as I said, binge watch. Let it That's, wash over you. Exactly, yep. yeah, and, and take that all in. Um, I just find watching it on the road is is not enough for me. I actually mm-hmm. just, I, I've got so many other things I need to focus on in, in design wise. Sure. And that's what it is. And to me, I think it might come back to that turning the TV off thing because I, I don't have it on while I'm in the hotel. I turn it on for the news yep. and then I tend to turn it off. Um, and I think I like it that way because it means when I come home and I watch four hours, I've got a cheese platter and I've got maybe <laughs> some wine or I've got a pot of tea and it's just like... And a massage on tap and, and, exactly. and, and. And it's one of those things where you just sit there and you squish in yeah, and, you, yeah. and you enjoy it. And I think that's what I love about it is take me to another place. I'm not... Uh, we talked about it before, but I'm not understanding the turning the TV thing off, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, uh, where do you get your inspiration from? Because someone who is considered a leader, yeah. you know, as you are in, in that interior design world, yeah. how are you getting your inspiration, coming up with new ideas, spotting trends? Look, that's it, a full-time job in itself. Yeah, look, it's, it's constant. It's... Um, I think that's why I don't sleep much because I'm always researching. Like Google's pretty damn good. But the projects inspire my inspiration because I've just got constant project after project after project Mm -hmm. is that you don't have time just to sit there and go for a walk and take things in. So, you know, I, I tend to find that my inspiration comes from the project that I'm doing and the project I want to do. So something that I haven't even been asked to do, I will start researching like a resort or or a club or something like that. I've wanted to do a resort a lot, but that hasn't happened. Exactly. I'll let you know when it happens. But, you know, trends, spotting trends, there's a lot of spoon-fed trends at the moment where, Mm. you know, a little bit of cut and paste. There's a few major trend forecasters and a a lot of companies grab them and and cut and paste. And I'm I'm always a a bucking the trend sort of person. So as soon as I see two companies, Companies saying this is what the trend is, I start to 
go for something else. Sure. I have to report what those trends are because that's what people need to know and grab, but I'm always looking past it. I'm always saying, okay, that's now. I don't want to know about now. I want to know about tomorrow and the next week. Yeah. So I'm always looking, trying to look past that. So I, I always work on the theory of like, you know, if this is a trend, why has it happened? What is mm. that trend? So the trend always moves on to either um, the complete opposite or it's a nice little flow line. And, we, and that's what's been happening with trends is that you've got to have something that moves from one year to the next. So you've got to have something that will slowly transition, yeah. but something will offer a complete contrast so it flips quickly. So that's I tend to try and look at what's going to change rather than what's happening now. My design vocabulary ended with throw pillows. So I've got <laughs> very little idea when it comes to all of this. I am always intrigued watching you know yourself or, or the, the guys on the block or yeah. whatever reality renovation, something, something that's going on. Because I look at it and they're so certain about, yeah. oh, this is very, you know, and, and sh- on, you know, on trend now and they can look through magazines and I'd see it here and all that stuff. And I look at it and maybe this is just because I'm a guy. Yeah. And I look at it and go, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, it looks nice. I yeah. understand it. Yeah. But how do you, how do you know that stuff? Oh. Knowing that stuff is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's... Not everyone can get it, and it's not just because you're a bloke. Uh, and there's a, a lot of women out there that feel really guilty because they can't. And, you know, it's one of those things, um, you know, even gays turn around and say to me, it's just, I'm gay and I still can't get it together. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, look, I'm, I'm a straight man and I'm colour uh, colour deficient. Yeah, well, I can't match two colours if you're lucky. Yeah, a lot of straight men are colour blind. I'm just putting it out there. It's, it's, it's quite What um, are you saying about common. what I'm wearing? I'm saying you've matched your colour blindness very well. Awesome. Got away clean. <laughs> Darling, it's okay. Um, yeah, look, it, it's one of those things that you've got to have a bit of a gut instinct. Yep. But there's also rules. And so, you know, with my book that I've just brought out, you know, Colour and Style. Excellent segue. Is no, that's good. That's where we're headed next. Okay. But that, that's that's why I did the book because there's so many people out there that feel guilty because they should know their style and they mm. don't and don't know where to start. And people should know what colours work together and should know what is their colour but have no idea where to start. So, you know, there's a lot of people that don't get it. They yes. really don't get it. And at the same time, they need their handheld. But then there's other people that sort of think what they need mm. and have an idea. They just need validation that this is the track you need to go. And then they can fly, then they can just yeah. say, ah, oh, I've got it now, I can get it, and then move on from there. So this new book that's about to come out, yep. it, 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 is, it, is it kind of, is it something that someone like me, knowing nothing about yeah. interior design, could pick up and go, oh wow, I can understand a bit more of this, it explains a bit of the rules, it, yeah. it helps me understand why stripes and st- spots don't go together and all of that sort of thing? Well, I don't have the stripe and spots in there, but there's a the thing about patterns, but it is like the book, because I used to teach interior mm. design. And so what it comes down oh, just to... Just another thing oh, just in my life. fourth life that I did. <laughs> wow. Little Miss Everything. Sorry. Um, but there are certain things that are quite daunting about interiors and there are a lot of rules. So it's about it's about breaking down those, those little basic rules mm-hmm. to make it seem like anyone can do it. So colour can't happen without a certain style and style can't happen without using certain colours. But it's your own personal style that's one of the biggest ones. You know, there's so much out there that people are frozen with indecision mm-hmm. and end up just going for the basic of something that's been copied off a magazine mm. or what they've been told the trend is. And so 
so people end up with these little carbon copies of what they see mm-hmm. in magazines and forget to inject themselves into the picture. Do you see some of that happening in the block where, where maybe early on, particularly yeah. in each of the seasons, that they're kind of trying to deliver for, for the judges what they think the judges want as opposed to legitimately taking, you know, style points and notes and going, well, here it is, but here's our twist on it or here's mm. what we think will work best yeah. in the scenario rather than, uh, oh, Shana will like this because it's got this in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think it's a bit of both. Like, a, a lot of people do think, well, you know, the judges didn't like anything we did this week, so we're going to do the things that we think they'll like mm. next week. And and it's not it's not about pleasing us, mm-hmm. that whole process. It is about giving tips of what you need to do for the sale. And because doing houses for sale is the total opposite of doing houses to Living. stay in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of people are getting advice from the block, and it's fantastic because there's some great rooms. But it's all about getting a house ready for sale. It's not about a house to live in. Yeah. And so that's what I think a lot of people have lost that and that's what I try and hone in the style section is that, you know, get all the rules and the different types of things but get yourself back in the picture and, and, and be happy about the, you know, your your couch that is a little bit sort of, you know, oversized but, mm. you know, own it and, and work out why you've got it and why it's so comfortable. You don't have to have designer everything. Yes. Well, I've worked hard on that couch. It's got my ass crack in it. Absolutely. Built for it now. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the new book is called Design with colour and style. When is it available for people to purchase? It's out now. So right now, last, right now, you can buy it at bookshops. You can actually get it online. At Real life, it's an actual printed book. Absolutely, pre- yeah. It's in, in this print. digital age, we have printed things. Well, I think I got an actually amazing compliment from Neil Whittaker. Mm. He picked it up and he said, "This is a pacey book." And I went, "Please tell it? me you then took that and are using that as promotion because that's well, golden." I forgot Please. To. It's the first time I've mentioned wow. it. You're getting an exclusive. Exclusives. All of the exclusives. He said it's a pacey book. It's like a magazine. You can just pick it up and flick it and it engages you to flick to the next page and the next yep. page. And I went, is that good? And he goes, absolutely. And I said, oh, that's good because mm. I thought you mean someone could read it in five <laughs> minutes and then put it down. <laughs> but the good thing about the book is that you can read it from beginning to end mm. and, and learn everything because there's lots of questionnaires in there. It's not just about pictures and text. There is little questionnaires for you to approach it in your way. Yes. Um, but it means that you can actually just open a page and get something out of each individual page. Wow. That's really, it's, it's super helpful. Not only great, yeah. but a, a, a real resource yeah. for people that have an interest in interior design, as well as then for people just like looking at pretty things. Absolutely. Pretty is good. I appreciate pretty. Yeah, I don't understand good. pretty, but I like pretty. There you go. Second last question, Shana. Um, are there really 50 shades of grey? There's 50 shades of white. <laughs> there are. You know what? There's about probably 2,000. What? Yeah. Yeah, because what you have with grey, grey is taken from black and white, but mm. then you have different elements of grey that have a bit of green, that have a bit of blue, that have a little bit of red, that become a different type of grey. People so, can't see the scowl on my face, but I'm not understanding a word you're saying. There's a page in my book about it. I'm sure you'll understand it. We will have to look that up. Goodness <laughs> me. It's, it's come to pass that I now have to read an interior design book. Goodness <laughs> me. Mox TV Talk, the podcast. Shana, how can people track you down uh, to follow you, see you, read your writing, hear your thoughts, all of those things? Well, the, the, the normal social media, which is Twitter, where I just get on and just like blah, blah, blah. Um, Instagram. <laughs> like everyone else. Blah, 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 which, which I think it's really yes. relaxing, um, Twitter. You just have fun. Yeah. And Instagram is just colourful and pictures and Facebook is, you know, you get long 
feeds Longer form people. stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just releasing my, um, updating my website. So my website's just a, uh, going back to um, a proper website. It's just mm-hmm. been a page for the mo- for quite a while. And that's shanablaze.com.au? No, dot com. com. Wow, look at you, global entrepreneur. From day one, I wanted to be global, baby. Don't you worry Chenille's about that. Chanel's house to and paint stripping. Um, <laughs> so shanablaze.com. Uh, we can go to twitter.com slash shanablaze, yes. instagram.com the same. Shanablaze. Facebook.com the same. Shanablaze. Wow, look at you designing the world. You do. You just have to be consistent. Consistency. <laughs> that's something that I know people expect from other people except me. Uh, so that's a wonderful thing. Look, thank you for your time, Shana. Uh, and thanks, everyone else, for joining us this week on Mox TV Talk. Follow me on Twitter at Mox TV Talk. Find me on Facebook and Instagram at thosethings.com slash Mox TV Talk. New on, episodes. You're taking it over as well. Yeah, well, it's something. I'm trying to. I've, it's a whole. Call me Rupert Malkin Murdoch. Um, <laughs> new episodes are out Tuesday, so make sure you describe via, subscribe, even describe via iTunes or your favourite podcasting app. And please do leave a sweet review. Tune in next week when you'll hear Shana Blaze say. What will I say? Good night. Oh, good night. <laughs>